Josephina, where do you see yourself in four years? Hmm, I'm not sure.、Uh, probably playing the French Open finals against you. I mean, that definitely seems possible considering the ages of this year's finalists, Sofia Kennan and Iga Swiatek. Oh, yeah, and by the way, you're going down. <laughs> in your dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hold On to Your Racket, the podcast for Gen Z tennis fans. We're your hosts, Josefina and Shravia. Shravia and I are so excited to be creating this podcast and sharing our love for tennis with you all. Josefina and I are two high school gals and tennis fanatics, united together by our on the court and off the court companionship. And we're the young female voices in modern day tennis you've been looking for. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more. Hello, everyone. So today is October 9th, and welcome to this episode of Hold On to Your Racket. It has been quite the journey through the French Open so far. It feels like it's been going on forever, but it also feels like it just started. But regardless, we have our women's singles final set. Maybe two finalists no one expected, but let's get to it. Right, so we have in our first match Iga Sviatek versus Nadia Podoroska. Sviatek ended up winning 6 2 6 She has been blowing everybody off the court. You know, actually, an interesting stat is that Eugenie Bruchard is the only one she hasn't managed to breadstick this entire tournament, but she still beat her 6 2 6 So that's still quite a win. Yeah, Sviatek hasn't lost more than five games per match. Throughout her entire French Open run, so she's playing amazing. But let's take a second to acknowledge Nadia Podoroska's amazing run. Like, she was a qualifier. We talked about her last episode. She is a very good tennis player. She was making her way up the rankings by playing ITF tournaments a few years ago, got injured, came back, qualified for Australian Open, and this is just her second Grand Slam, and she made it to the semis. I really think that's an amazing story, and it, had, it has already had a huge impact. On Argentinian tennis, specifically Argentinian women's tennis, in the sense that the Argentinian Tennis Association is now planning to introduce more ITF events and even a WTA event possibly after Podoroska's run. So, you know, we talk about Diego Schwartzman and Podoroska being such inspirations for the country right now. And when we're looking at specifically Podoroska's example, you can see how she's having this impact for the women's tour there. Yeah. And moving right back to Sviatek, I mean, just something to acknowledge. I mean, Podoroska, again, she was a qualifier, which is just insane to hear considering how far she made it. But also, Sviatek is only 19 years old. She's not even 20. She's still in her teenage years, and she is in the final of the French Open. Yeah, and I think it's just so. Crazy to see the composure she has. She's very chill, relaxed, introverted, kind of like the cool, like introvert who you want to be friends with, you know? I think her attitude on the court is amazing. She's very reserved. We've talked about her mental game and her sports psychologist with her. And moving specifically, purely looking at her tennis, I think you can see that kind of chill, reserved vibe plays into the tactic tennis that she plays. Her winners to unforced errors ratio is the best in the tournament. It's absolutely crazy. I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but she has been having a net、um, ratio of greater winners to unforced errors, which is amazing, net positive. 
And I think that goes to show you that she has a very smart and tactical game. And she doesn't go for her shots when she doesn't need to. She builds the point well. And then she can use her big forehand and her other shots to really close out the point. And that has been a huge key to her success so far in this tournament. I feel like these are all signs that her run at this year's French Open is not just a fluke. It's not like a lucky winning thing for somebody as young as her. Like, this is going to go somewhere. She's going to be one of the greatest players. I mean, she's doing so well at such a young age, especially especially on the mental side where it's so hard to keep control on the younger side. Yeah, and also I saw a tweet where someone was saying that Oh, she's had a cakewalk run into the finals. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she, she beat Halep? She beat Halep in the first round. She defeated last year's finalist, Marketa Vondrosova, the 15th seed, who also made the semifinals of Rome. Then she went on to beat Shea Su Wei, Eugenie Bouchard, as you said, Simona Halep. And, These you are know, all top he, names. I don't yeah, understand exactly. the tweet. So I think that, as Josephina, you were saying, this is definitely a performance that I think, I mean, Swiatek has been really um, making moving up the ranks, maybe under the radar a bit, but she's finally gotten here, and I think this is a big breakthrough for her. Now, when we're, now we're going to go ahead and talk in, about the second semifinal, which was the battle between Grand Slam champions Sofia Kennan and Petra Kvitova. Sophia Kennan, the American, ended up winning 6-4, 7-5, although the match was actually incredibly close, especially in the second set. I mean, Kennan won 75 points and Kvitova won 71, so that's just a four-point difference. I mean, it's kind of insane. It's kind of like I'm remembering last year's Wimbledon final where Federer, even though he lost, won more points than Djokovic. <laughs> we don't talk about that that was we're just not gonna talk about that, that yeah was, that was a bit painful so i have erased that from my memory okay sorry to bring it resurface it okay <laughs> moving on kenan um what am i saying kvitova is the first seeded player kenan have has had to face but kenan has had some tough matches throughout the tournament so she's still been proving that she deserves her spot here. It's not been an easy run for her. She's been fighting through every match, and she deserves a spot in the final. Yeah, and even in her some of her early rounds, she had to fight back from a set down versus Fiona Farrow. She also had to fight back from a set down. She was dealing with like Fiona Farrow being the crowd favorite as well. And then obviously that amazing three-setter versus Danielle Collins. So... I mean, it just goes to show you that on the women's side that you have all these players who maybe their rankings might be lower, but they've definitely made breakthroughs in their careers in the past or are doing so now, and they can bring out their best tennis versus the best. So the fact that this is the second Grand Slam final of the year for Sophia Kennan just goes to show you that she is a big match player, big tournament player. And I think that people started doubting her after her Australian Open win because she didn't see much success at the at the tour, at the tour level she then ended up playing a lower level tournament in Lyon and won that and you, you know then since then she's bounced back at the slams making the second week of all three as we've been talking about this entire tournament so i think that Sophia Kennan is really proving to people that she is here to stay and i think that she's part of this new wave of um women's tennis players like Andrescu, Osaka, Sviatek now even Vondrosova making that breakthrough last year. 
um, these young players are here to stay. Okay, so now that we've looked at the semifinal matches, we can move on and see what's going to happen at the finals. So just starting off, like a stat that I found really funny. Well, not funny, just ironic, I guess, and interesting is that Sviatek being 19 and Kennan being 21, combining their ages, they are only one year older than Serena Williams. So just take a moment to let that sink in. Serena Williams is obviously one of the greatest female players of all time, tennis player period of all time, male or female. And I mean, this new generation is coming in and they're playing the finals at a grand slam. And like I said, combined, they're only one year older than Serena Williams, who was also playing on the tour. So just to let that give you a comparison of how the new generation of tennis, especially on the women's side, is coming in and making a breakthrough. So if Sophia Kennan were to win the title uh, tomorrow, this would be her second Grand Slam of the year. And if Sviatek, I mean, she hasn't won a WTA title yet. So she's competing for her first WTA title at a Grand Slam event, which is pretty interesting and pretty crazy. But, you know, aside from the stats and like the would-bes, we also want to talk a little bit about what we can expect from the match, what we can expect from the players, whether it be by their playing style or anything like that. I mean, I could tell you what I didn't expect. I honestly did not think Kennedy would come this far on clay. Like, I know she's good on hard courts, especially seeing her winning the Australian Open this year. But, it, I mean, she's really proving that she's an all-court player, even though we haven't seen her at Wimbledon yet, it's considering that the thing was canceled. But still, just she's proving that she can handle anything that's coming her way. Yeah, I think that from... Sophia Kennan throughout her this tournament and in general what she has what's so what she's so gifted with is obviously her weapon which is her backhand obviously her ability to build points she's not impatient so she has kind of controlled aggression which is obviously a trait everyone wants and she is very crafty on the court and she can play ugly when needed she's had as we said some tough three set battles throughout this tournament and she's been able to come through them by being clutch and you know playing those important points well and to that same point I think uh Kennan was asked about facing Sviatek in the final and she has such a good memory of her matches she was able to trace it back to the only other time that they've played which was the third round of the 2016 girls singles at Roland Garros at this very tournament where Sviatek won in straight sets and Kennan was able to reflect on it and say yeah I mean I know that was the last result but we've both grown since then and then she you know commented about how Sviatek hasn't dropped a set yet in um, more than five games either. And what she said was that, well, Kvitova going into my match hadn't dropped a set either yet. I don't think any of that matters if I'm playing well, which I thought was honestly a great response because Kennan is feeling confident, rightfully so. But I also think that Sviatek, her attitude is amazing. She's been able to knock everyone off the court playing so intelligently, being patient, using her forehand. So I think that that is something that both players have an advantage coming into the match on Saturday. Now that we see the single sides coming to an end, we can take a little moment to focus on some other parts of the tournament that don't get as much attention, especially going into the double section, 
we see the men's finalists. The final will be Povich and Suarez, the number seven seeds, and also 2020 U.S. Open champs versus Germans Andreas Mies and Kevin Krawietz, the eighth seeds. So seven, eight, that's kind of really close <laughs> seeding. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Pavich and Suarez are having a great uh, season since the pandemic restart. On the other hand, when we look to women's doubles, the number two seeds, Tamea Babosh and Kristina Mladenovic, who obviously remember as being forced to withdraw from the U.S. Open, but who we also know as um, amazing doubles players, are into the finals, and they're obviously the home favorites since Mladenovic is French. And they will face the number 14 seeds, Desiree Kravic, from the USA, and Alexa Guarachi from Chile. And continuing into some even lesser talked about topics in the French Open, wheelchair matches. I mean, looking at the quad section, we have Sam Schroeder, who was the wild card at the US Open, who ended up winning the whole thing, by the way. And Sam Schroeder will be playing the winner of Dylan Alcott and Andy Lapthorne match. So Dylan Alcott, you may know him as the world number one right now. He's just basically unstoppable. It's kind of insane, except by Schroeder, obviously, who won the US Open. Never mind. And so, yeah, they will play each other for the spot of the second finalist. Going into the men's singles for the wheelchair tournament, Belgian Joaquim Gerard pulled off the three-set upset versus the world number one Shingo Kuniyeda from Japan to reach the finals. And in another upset, Alfie Hewitt reached the finals after defeating the second seed, Gustavo Fernandez. And Hewitt also just won the wheelchair doubles title with fellow Britishman Gordon Reed. And moving on to the wheelchair women's singles, we have Yui Kamji, number the second seed, who won the title by defeating fellow Japanese woman Momoko Otani, who took out the number one seed Didi DeGroot in the semis, by the way. And lastly, wheelchair women's doubles, Didi DeGroot and Anyek Van Koot, both of them are Dutch and the number one seeds, will face, face off against Kamji and Jordan Wiley in the final. So... We've seen some of the wheelchair matches and tournaments wrap up, but there's obviously some important matches to continue, so we will await the results of those finals. Alrighty, it is time for the tennis ball frizz quiz. You guys know what this is by now. Trivia segment, tournament themed, Josephina and I tell you our scores, and then we crown the tennis ball frizz quiz whiz at the end of the tournament. At the moment, Josephina is punishing me with a 5-2 lead. So why don't you go ahead with your question first, Josephina? Alright, Sophia Kennan is the 2020 Australian Open champion. No duh. Okay, let me finish the question before you get sassy, okay? I wish that's a true or false question. (laughs) Nope, I'm gonna finish now. (laughs) When she won, she wore a stunning blue dress to her champion's photo shoot with the trophy. What local Australian designer made the dress? Is it A, Jody Mears, B, Paul Vasilev, C, Ruth Tarvides, or D, Jason Gretsch? Let's go with C. Eh, wrong. What was it? <laughs> it was D. Well, I don't think anyone can blame me for getting that incorrect. I mean, Anyways. my trivia questions are just that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my trivia question. Here we go. 
Iga Swiatek has reached the Roland Garros Women's Singles Final by losing only 23 games en route. Which of these players has not either tied or beat that number for fewest games lost en route to a major final in the 21st century? A. Venus Williams B. Dinara Safina C. Mary Pierce or D. Serena Williams B. That is incorrect. The answer was... C? Yeah, it was Mary Pierce. Mary Pierce, um, she reached the 1994 French Open final, which is the 20th century, and lost only 10 games, only 10 games, <laughs> en route to the final before losing to Arancia Sanchez Vicario. Otherwise, Venus only lost 20 games en route to Wimbledon final 2009, uh, Dinara Safina is tied with Sviatek at 23, and Serena lost only 16 games at the 2013 U.S. Open to get to the final, only 19 games to get to the U.S. Open 2012 final, only 21 games to get to the RG 2013 <laughs> final, and only 22 games to get to the U.S. Open 2002 final. So, Serena Williams is dominating this list. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Alright, Josefina still leads 5-3. to three. Um... I don't really think there's any hope for me winning or making a comeback uh, by the time the tournament is over, but um, we'll keep you entertained with our questions anyway. Thank you so much for joining us, and that is Game Set and Matt for today. If you like this episode, please let us know and stay tuned for more. We'll be providing you all the coverage of the French Open, upcoming tournaments, and all the tea on tour. Email us at holdontoyourracket at gmail.com for any questions and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Hold On To Your Racket is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at holdontoyourracket on Instagram and at hotyr underscore tennis pod on Twitter. Our next episode will be released on October 10th, where we will recap the men's single semifinals and preview the final. So stay tuned for that. And remember, my name is Josefina. And my name is Shravya. That is, if you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't like it, please tell your friends my name is Robert and Shravya's name is Steve. See you next time. Mm-hmm.